welcome to BG Mania, a video game music podcast founder right here at Level Down Games, where we play some excellent tracks and talk about our experiences with each game. I'm Brian, joined as always by, you don't want to see what I just saw, what he just did before we get started, it's Frank. <laughs> yes, you definitely don't want to see what I did. <laughs> and for the first time ever on a, a BG Mania episode, which is a very cool thing to to do. If you are a listener of our Max Level podcast, you'll be familiar with them. One of my personal best friends and a longtime listener of the show. I think you've been listening since episode one. It's Sean. Hey, we actually Yay! finally have a, a third chair for now on uh, on BG Mania. I think you're just doing a little guest appearance here, but maybe we'll try to get you on more often. It'd be fun. A little teaser, you know, a yeah, little something, something, a little something, something. And because it's just the tip. And because it's radio hour, you actually were able to pick a track. So it's kind of cool. But before we forget, BG Mania and Level Down Games is entirely self-funded as a passion project. If you'd like to see it continue to grow and become something even bigger, consider supporting us through one or all of the affiliate links listed in the description of the show. It would mean the absolute world to us. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us that five-star rating. Leave us a review. It definitely helps us climb the charts in terms of search results. And while you're at it, hit up our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Level Down Games. Subscribe there. Twitch.tv slash Level Down Games. Follow us there. Greatly appreciate it. As I mentioned, though, when we uh, talked about Sean being on the show, it is the end of the month and it is time for another edition of Radio Hour. This time, Volume 19. For those just joining for the first time ever, Radio Hour is a fun thing we do each and every month at the end of the month where we take an eclectic mix of music and, and just make an episode out of it. So we have five picks from myself, five picks from Frank, one from you, the listener, one from Jessica and one from Sean. It's going to be a slightly extended episode of Radio Hour. We have 13 tracks instead of the normal 12, but that's okay. It's going to be a great episode. Looking at the selections of tracks we have coming up, it's phenomenal. Like, this is going to be one of the best episodes we've ever done. And that opening track was amazing. And Frank, that was your first pick. It is. It's from uh, Lair that came out August 31st, 2007. Uh, composed by an Oscar-nominated uh, guy named John Debney. Uh, his father used to be the producer of uh, Dizzy, Dizzy Studios. Uh, really popular for, and you can definitely hear it in there, Star Trek uh, The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, uh, more currently doing the uh, the Orville with uh, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Wasn't this a launch title for the PlayStation 3? Yeah, exactly. Yes, it was. Uh, or, well, no, it, it couldn't have been. If it came out in 2007, it, it couldn't have been a launch title, it was, it was but launch, it would have been a launch window. Yes. That, I was about to bring it back on that one. Yeah, but... This is sadly a game I've never played because I didn't have my PS3 until 2009 and Lair kind of had like this bad connotation to it. Like it wasn't that great of a game from what I saw. So I skipped out when I bought my PS3. But listening to the track, that was epic. And it reminded me so much of something that I just can't literally put my finger on what it was that it reminded me of. I mean, he wrote the music for Passion of the Christ. I doubt that's what it is for it you. It definitely wasn't that, but I have seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, the hard times he went through. Um, But yeah, I, I just I love it. I've been watching the Orville actually lately, so he's been fresh in my mind and I kind of line things up. Uh, this is a track I've literally I've been sitting on this track for months. My God, that means the track is flat as can be. Brian, this is an audio podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You set me up too well for that one. That's uh, fair enough. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, just did you play Lair? I played Lair. Lair was a good, it was a fun game. So you actually uh, liked it. Okay. I, I like this game. I have played every game that I've uh, put out this month uh, that, that I picked from this week. Really? 
I have. Uh, even uh, one of them playing later on, literally just purchased it like three days ago. Okay, I'm, one, I'm wondering if that's the one I'm thinking of because there's a game on the list that, that, that you had that I know for a fact you hadn't played at least until last week, so. <laughs> I've, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, man, that, that was such a good piece of music and, and really well done. Very epic, very epic feeling. Great way to kick off the show. And I'm going to follow that up as I like to tend to do. I like to try to beat you. I like to try to make things better because you never do. I'm, I'm just a better person. I'm a better host. I'm a better individual. I, I pick better so music. Modest. And I am. I'm way more modest than you. So <laughs> from Civilization <laughs> five. This is Baba Yetu. I'm 
And that was Baba Yetu, and I messed up. That's actually from Civilization 4, not Civilization 5. Uh, Civ 4 came out on PC October 25th, 2005 here in North America. And that particular track was composed by... Do you know, Frank? Are you familiar? Because you've picked this before. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really cold, Brian. This is one of the, my tracks that got shot down because it didn't fit a theme, but I yeah, really it, wanted to get in there. It didn't fit the theme of the episode, and obviously the music has to fit the themes for the episodes, but you never repicked it again, and that was over a year ago. So it's time for it, and it's one of the greatest tracks I think ever made because it's one of the only award Grammy award-winning, and I think it's actually the only Grammy award-winning video game track that there is. It's awesome. Maybe that new song from Red Dead 2 will get up there. Ooh, it's so good. Uh, but this was actually composed by Christopher Tin. Ah, Christopher Tin. Yeah, Christopher Tin, and it was performed by Ron Reagan and the Stanford Talisman, which is a student group of singers at Stanford University. That's the, uh, the basically the acapella group that you're hearing sing the track. And in Swahili, Baba Yetu stands for Our Father. And basically, the lyrics of Baba Yetu are a translation of the Lord's Prayer. So, Baba Yetu, Yetu Ilayi, and I can't do this, I can't speak Swahili, but it basically just translates to, it translates to our Father who art in heaven, amen, our Father, hallowed be thy name, and then it just continues through the entire so Lord's it's Prayer. So, it's the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, it's basically a Swahili version of the Lord's Prayer, which is a track that literally still to this day, and I mean, you can't see me because I don't. I have to share my VLC player so we can hear these tracks instead of my my webcam. But I literally have goosebumps running up and down my arms and goosebumps on top of goosebumps. That's such an amazing piece of music. And that's why I was like, there's no way I would have shot this down for any other reason besides it didn't fit the theme of the episode. Because it's it's such an amazing piece of music. And really, it, it, it it's truly deserving of that Grammy Award because it really is one of the best things composed, in my opinion. Like, it's, it's so well done. And Sean, you were totally... I was watching your face, man. You were digging that, so... That was my first time, and you always remember your first, right? But <laughs> I, I actually really enjoyed it. It sounded like something that you would hear at like a world celebration. Like a world's fair, yeah. Like I could see that being played in the opening ceremony of the Olympics if it was in Africa or something. I really could. That would be awesome. It, 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 and it does and, have and that African feel, And that was Bobby so McFerrin. Good. Huh? That was Bobby McFerrin uh, singing? No, no, no. Uh, Bob, uh, I, I already closed it. Uh, Ron Reagan. Ah. Oh, great president. <laughs> uh, Reagan is <laughs> an R-A-G-I-N. <laughs> I think it's spelled slightly differently. Oh, 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 like Reagan. Yeah, like Rage and Cajun. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But yeah, great piece of music. Fantastic. And really just one of the best things composed. But now I think we're going to kick it over to your track, Sean. What have you brought for us today? That's right, kids. Get out your boom decks because we're dropping some bangers right here. Um, I actually picked a song that is near and dear to my heart. I wanted to give you guys everything I had, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Um, <laughs> I love the emotional stuff. Like, come on now, I love the emotional stuff. I have an emotional track coming up later in the show. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. You never do. So, I mean, I wanted to drop a little something, something, play a little ditty for you guys. And so I decided to pick a song from a game that's probably my favorite, and it's called Chrono Cross for you guys out there. But uh, what's the formal title for this one? Because it's a long one. Uh, what I pulled is Dreams of the Shore Near Another World. Sounds so good when you say it. That's the name of the track.
And that was Dreams of the Shore Near Another World, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda. And he worked on a lot of different projects. Pulling some of the things up on him online, I didn't realize. He is a very JRPG the, guy, dude. <laughs> love this guy. You know, one of my other favorite games was Xenogears. Yes, yes, yes. He worked on that. I Which was we've only impressed. played one track from in the past. Yeah. We've only played it's Flight. So it's so good. I know. I know. And so I didn't good. even know you were a fan of this game. I didn't even know you were a fan of the series. Oh, yeah. I, I love Xenogears. But the problem is, is I never picked up on when they started doing Xenoblade. OK, and it's, they also did. They also did Xenosaga because like because there was Xenosaga episode one, two and three. Yeah, I wish I did it because the Xeno games have just been fantastic. And, um, you know, some other things that he's worked on, he's he's been involved for a long time. Very JRPG heavy. Yes, very much. so. You know. But yeah, he's he's got so many credits, whether it's sound effects or supervising and directing um, and for a lot of different types of games. So it, very eclectic mix right. of works. Right. And it's impressive because going back to the Chrono series, you know, doing Chrono Cross when it came out in uh, Chrono Cross came out in 1999 in Japan, 2000 here in North America. The very first game Yasunori Mitsuda ever worked on, and we've said this before on the show and it's common knowledge, but his first ever game was Chrono Trigger, which is the, the prequel to Chrono Cross, like the game that came before. And just him going back and, and working on Chrono Cross after that and after having, you know, getting some getting some experience in there. While Chrono Trigger is a fantastic game and a fantastic soundtrack, he was definitely able to show his chops a bit with the soundtrack for Chrono Cross and definitely not get more emotional, but just put more feeling into things. And like with the track that you just played, dude, that's so emotional. It's so well done. And to paint a picture for people who are unfamiliar with Yatsunori Misoda, um, he is the king of drafting and composing music for situations and games. I I can't think of more uh, a better way to to have such diversity in your game with music than with just one composer like him. So when you play Chrono Cross and when you play Chrono Trigger, even there's sounds to the game that are very, very, very powerful in the situations that they're given. And this one is actually, I think, one of the most powerful. So. When you're in the game and you go through this transition into another world, this is the first song you hear on the over map, the overworld map. Yeah. And it creates a sense of despair and sadness, but it's still very emotional and powerful. It's it's something that I could listen to on loop. It's so good. Did you it's like too good. Did you like Chrono Cross better than Chrono Trigger? Um, yes. And I'll tell you why. OK, because that's kind of an unpopular opinion. Most people like prefer Trigger over Cross. Trigger is very good, but the amount of character development and backstory with all of the characters you can get in Chrono Cross is amazing. And even if you never get them and you never play them, they're still part of the story. Can you take one stab at who my favorite character was in Chrono Cross? It's very if you, easy. If you say, if you say Glenn, I'm going to laugh. Who, what was the name of the character that actually was like the flamboyant like rock star? Oh, you're talking. OK, uh, the, <laughs> the radical dreamer. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> was it was it Nikki? Absolutely. His song is a banger. OK, Dude, that yes, song it on is. The guitar. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Such a flamboyant character, though. Just really embodied everything. Everything I loved. Look up Nikki from Chrono Cross, Frank. Uh, just everything oh, yeah. that I absolutely love about a character and love about a look. It's so well done. <laughs> It's good. It's good. Yes, it is so good. Brian has the same outfit. 
I do, man, and I look great in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Frank, what do you have next for us? I went to one of my favorite composers from an NES classic. I'm kicking it retro uh, for a game based upon a TV show and board game. This is the drawing game from Pictionary. my babies was the drawing game from Pictionary which came out July 1990 uh, this is back of course when there were no release dates so July yeah sometime in July uh, composed by the legendary British composer throwing that word Tim around Bond. again I think I just broke Sean uh, <laughs> was it the my babies line he said <laughs> my and that my babies <laughs> I was taking a cue from uh, Conan O'Brien there yeah Pictionary. I sunk a lot of time into Pictionary. Uh, there's one of those. This is just one of those games that my parents picked up because, hey, it's a game you guys play in general. You know, board game style. You and Nicole will enjoy playing this together. Is this actually like Pictionary? Pick like Pictionary on the NES? Is that what this is? Because I've never played this. 
I believe. Okay. okay. Uh, no, it was NES. I'm, I'm retarded. It was NES. Yeah, no, but 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 I'd be like, is it? Does it play like Pictionary? Like, are you? Play, yes. Does yeah. it show you something, and then like you have to? How does it work? So you look at it, and then the other person's supposed to like turn away, and you have to like try to. I, I I don't I don't understand how this would work on a console. I don't get it. They, they tell you what you have to draw, and then you draw it for the other person. Yeah, they have like it's and then they have like guess it almost like anticipation. Okay. Never played that. I did. Um. But yeah, man, Tim Fallon. He just he always has bangers, man. Like he's just he's the man. Yeah. Uh, I, I've played him before. Solstice, Plock, uh, notably. But yeah, I mean, not 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 the, not the best game. No, not the best game. But we've played a lot of Tim Fallon on the show. I mean, I I myself have played something from Super Off Road, so. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've gone to Plock a few times so far. Yeah. Uh, I distinctly remember the beach track from Plock that you played. So. Yes. Yeah. Underrated game. I still say, if you haven't played that game, go play Plock. I still haven't played it, but I will eventually. I still haven't played it. And uh, Sean, I enjoyed watching you get down to that track, man. You were you were over there loving that. So. Okay, look, the those tracks have the ability to sound all the same, right? When you when you have a certain type of music, there's only so much that a sound chip can do and everything, but. The runs in that song were good. That was a good, righteous jam. That's what Tim Fallon was like. He was he was really good at getting everything he possibly could out of a sound chip back in the day. And you just clearly shows with that track. I'm going to go to something totally different. And now for something completely different. <laughs> yeah. And now for something completely different. Uh, and, and something that, Frank, you have talked about picking before. Maybe maybe this episode, I'm just taking everything that you haven't picked in the past. You're gonna take all my reject. You're gonna take all my rejected tracks that were just absolutely great. Maybe that's maybe that's a theme that I'm going for this week because I distinctly remember you potentially gonna pick this one, but you decided not to. You picked something else instead, and you'll know exactly what it is from Final Fantasy 15. You know the track? Which one is this now? You don't know? No, but I'm gonna probably call you a jerk in a second. What would you pick? Cindy.
And that was Cindy from Final Fantasy 15, which released on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One November 29th, 2016. It would eventually see release on PC March 6, 2018, so just last year. Composed by one of my all-time favorites, and I say this every time I talk about her, the wonderful Yoko Shimomura, who, in my opinion, literally does no wrong. Now, the guitarists on that track, which, let me just say, the guitar licks in that are so well done. I'm not sure which one it is, because there's two guitarists that are credited under the, the actual leaflet for the thing. Um, Mitsuhiro Ota and Masayoshi Kikuchi. One of those two gentlemen is the actual guitarist for the track. Not sure which one. Might have been both. I have no idea. But either I'm way. I'm going to say it's Kikuchi. Either way. Great track. So well done, dude. It, it has that like slow feel to it, but at the same time, it really is. Like, this so much sounds like a 1980s track. It sounds like a hairband track. It really does. And I think that's why, you know, when we did our Final Fantasy 15 episode, you and I both talked about potentially picking this track for that back in the day, but neither one of us ended up picking it. And I really wanted to get it into a show eventually because I do think that this is one of the more iconic pieces from 15, even though it's generally overlooked. And I know there's a lot of issues with Cindy and like, you know, the the way that she dressed and every like people had issues with that. But her character still was really well done. Her story arc and like her character personality, I thought was interesting. But her theme was just so good. And you kind of get they I mean, she is a sexy character. She is a voluptuous yeah, character. Yeah. And that this track really does have a good way of portraying that through the music. And, you know, you get that sultry feel to it. And it's really well done. I love it a lot. So I don't know. I've actually never heard that before. Really? And I and you know what? I never got to play the game and I just I thought it was really cool. Like it sounded like something that you wouldn't expect from that game because all the stuff that you see from the outside looking in is all the characters wear black and it's like very um I don't know, tense and, and there's a lot of like hard music in there and then to see something like that it's very chill, very like Yeah. It, it captures a, an essence of a different type of character than you would think would be in the game. Yeah, it's, she's it's, it's she's different. Game. Well, of course she is, Frank, because you're... No, the, I mean, I mean you're, all the fact that she's, she's scantily clad and she has a southern accent, but uh, she, she, she's cool. She's like, she's into like building hot rods and cool cars. Like, she's actually, there, there's some depth to that. And she's also related to Sid. Her dad is Sid, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you took away my joke, though. I was going to say you're shallower than hell, but anyway. Oof. Dirty. Let me. I'm deep. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think it's time now we kick it over to our listener track for the episode. And we have something that I found particularly interesting because I really don't think we've ever played a track from this particular handheld before. Because this game actually released on the Game Gear. We'll actually get to the email and everything when we get back. But from a game known as Sylvan Tale, this is the overworld.
was the overworld from a game known as Sylvan Tale, which released, and I looked it up and that's why I didn't really know about it, uh, it only released in Japan. January 27th, 1995 in Japan for the Sega Game Gear, which I do believe is the first track we've ever played from a, a Game Gear game, so that's kind of neat. But this was submitted to us through email at bgmania at leveldowngames.com, just like you can if you want to submit tracks for radio hours, if you want to submit ideas for upcoming episodes, whatever you want to do, bgmania at leveldowngames.com. And this was submitted to us from a longtime listener of the show, James, who said, Hey guys, just realized I don't think you guys have ever played something from the Game Gear. And while it isn't a platform that is known for having great music, one game in particular that I've looked into that does is a game known as Sylvan Tale. Now, I've never played this, but it does have a great soundtrack, and I think you'll really enjoy this. So this is the overworld from Sylvan Tale. Pretty cool. Good call, James. Good call. The Game Gear is an underappreciated system. I didn't have a Game Gear. I did, and oh, I was lucky. Awesome, you did. Perfect. Yeah. I borrowed a Game, I borrowed a game Gear from my friend for a couple days to play uh, Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. You did nice. talk about that in the past, you, mm-hmm. and I actually think it was on a uh, episode of Revisiting the Classic, which was a podcast we yeah. used to do. I uh, forgot to mention this was composed by Sayori Kobayashi. She is best known for her work on the Panzer Dragoon series. So she went on to Amazing do... Amazing games. Yeah, she went on to do music for Panzer Dragoon. She worked on Nights into Dreams. Um, so some some really excellent games that came out after uh, Sylvan Tale, which I looked into and it actually looks really fun. I wish I could play it, but it's only in Japanese, so I can't. Nice. Uh, but, but yeah, Get James. Get on NIS America. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, James, that was a fantastic track, and it really did have that overworld feel to it. Like, it kind of, it almost had a Zelda feel to it, to me, but not entirely. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It was good. I liked it. And it's a game that I definitely never would have even... Zelda adjacent. Somewhat similar to that, yeah, but it's a game that I never would even considered picking from, because I didn't even know it existed. So, (laughs) I always like finding that stuff out, so I definitely want to dive into the soundtrack a bit more of Sylvan Tale and see if other tracks in that are, are similar or just as good, because that was great. So thanks, as always, James, for another fantastic submission on the Radio Hour. And if you, again, if you want to submit tracks to us, bgmania at leveldowngames.com. We're always looking for more. Frank, you're up next. Oh, I am. Uh, for a game that I've mentioned before, I bought on release date. <laughs> came out the same day as Bioshock 2, and I was the only one to buy this game. Yeah, you went to the midnight uh, launch for this, and we only wanted to pick sure this game up. I sure as hell did. Uh, <laughs> from Dante's Inferno, here is, I'm going to butcher this, Donus Dogama Mikma.
And that was Donos Dogama Mikma from Dante's Inferno, uh, composed by Gary Scheiman. I literally thought now, the name of the track was Dragon's Dogma Mikma. Um, it does sound a lot like the classic, uh, classical piece O Fortuna, but uh, I want to just tie this back into what I said earlier. I got this the day Bioshock 2 came out, uh, the midnight release, but I didn't pick up Bioshock 2. Both Bioshock 2 and Donnie's Inferno, both composed by Gary Scheiman. And Bioshock 1. And Bioshock 1 at that. At that. And, and eventually Donnie's Inferno 2, when that comes out. Never. Crazy that he literally composed the soundtrack to two games that released on the same day. Like that it's, had no, that had to have just been a coincidence. Yeah, man, that's it, it's nuts. Yeah, I really love Donnie's Inferno. Uh, this pick came about by me literally looking to my right. I have a Dante action figure that I got for pre-ordering the game. I was like, hey, let me get some from, from Dante's Inferno. So there you go. Uh, also, nice. which, was, which was crazy ironic, my Dante action figure sits right next to my Big Daddy action figure. So I didn't even put I didn't even put those two and two together. So there you go. Nice. It really, the universe is working in sync. Sometimes it does that. But it really is an epic piece of music. And I like that, obviously, I even said, like, what what is this classical piece of music that it reminds me of? And I couldn't think of the name of Fortuna, but I'm glad you reminded me of that because that is such an iconic piece of music. And you have to assume that that was the inspiration behind this track. But it, it took it took it and just made it just so incredible. That's so good. I mean, this whole game has lots of music like that. I mean, because you are battling through hell through a lot of epic situations. So Yeah, yeah. You don't really, you know, put two and two together, like how awesome that actually is. But I mean, Dante's Inferno is a game that I actually played, and it, it's a good game. I enjoyed it. Everybody loves God of War. I mean, Dante's Inferno. Um... <laughs> yeah, it, it, it more or less was a, a you know, rip off of God of War, but it did it. It did it in a tasteful way. Like it was it was still good and it was definitely its own game. You know what I mean? One of my favorite uh, book adaptations of a video game. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've said that before. I remember. Yeah. I remember right, 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 up, right up there with uh, Little House on the Prairie, the game. Is that an actual game? No. Should it be a game? Absolutely. <laughs> I'll play, play as little Laura Ingalls, be blind, be awesome. How would that even work as a game? <laughs> be like it'd be like playing Perception, where you play as a blind character. Ooh, Bird Box the game. <laughs> you know, I want to say that that movie stole from a good uh, influence, Illa and Stormrage. Yeah, dude, from from Warcraft. Yes, absolutely. Right online, a lot of people are, are thinking that. That's crazy. It, it, it's it's a plausible theory because literally. Illidan wears a blindfold and if he takes his but if he takes his blindfold off then just you know all hell breaks loose but for them if they take their blindfold off what they because I know I haven't watched the movie but if they take it off they, they can die. see them, they can see the monsters and they die or something like that so something like that yeah, yeah I didn't I, watch it I didn't well, watch Sandra it Bullock, she is the goat I didn't watch it either um but that'd be great maybe maybe Illidan will be in Bird Box 2 who knows Possible. Come on, Jay Allen Brack. Let's do it. <laughs> Power and of the ponytail, in, baby. And in Smash Ultimate while we're at it. There yep. you go. Ooh, that'd make a great Smash character. We didn't actually think about that. A Blizzard character in Smash Brothers when we made our predictions. That'd make a, that'd be actually a pretty cool pick. Um, next up on my list, though, for this episode of Radio R, I'm going to go to a game that I actually just finished last week, and that is Tales of Berseria. I have a great track here that I think you're both going to really enjoy, and, and everyone out there is going to really enjoy for the first minute in like 50 seconds, it's good. But once the minute 50 second mark hits, this track just turns amazing. So again, from mm -hmm. Tales of Berseria, this is the way of cats.
was The Way of Cats from Tales of Berseria, which released on the PlayStation 4 here in North America, January 24th, 2017, one of the best days of the year because it is my birthday. So great, uh, great day to release a game. I'll take it any day of the any day of the year. So uh, it was a great birthday present that year. I think uh, Jessica bought that for me for my birthday. So thanks to her. Uh, then it would eventually release on the PC three days later, January 27th, 2017. And it's a game that I just finished last week after putting it on the shelf for over a year because I got sidetracked with other games and kept wanting to go back to it. And I would start going back to it and I'd only play it for like 15, 20 minutes and I'd start doing something else. So I finally just got around to finishing it last week before I jumped into Tales of Vesperia, the definitive edition. And when I got to this particular section, it just really showed how much Motoi Sakuraba, who is the composer for the game, and he's the composer behind all the Tales games and a ton of other, you know, we talked about Yasunori Mitsuda earlier in the episode, how he's just such a great JRPG composer. Well, Motoi Sakuraba is also a fantastic JRPG composer doing obviously all the Tales games and just so many other things that we, and, and he's the one that obviously we talked before, but like the Star Ocean games, the Mario sports games like Mario Golf, Baton Kaidos, he does so many good things. And really this track here just showed how impressive he actually can be. I don't know the vocals. I don't know who was actually doing the, the vocals for the cats or the vocals for like the, the acapella sound that we had. But cats exist in the Tales universe and just Tales of Zestiria and Tales of Berseria. There are these little cat like creatures that you can go around and find. You have to use these souls to unlock their chests and they give you rewards by finding so many of them. But there comes to a point in the games where just again, just these two games, Zestiria and Berseria, which were directly related, where you go to Cat's Island. And you can go there and you get like these special rewards for finding all these cats and you can buy special items there. And it's just like a fun little amusement park of a of an island. But this track is what plays there. And what's impressive about the version in Tales of Berseria is how many movements this track goes through in like the six minutes that it that it plays. You start out with just the cat singing and then you go to this acapella group doing it. And then you go back to the cats doing it with like this big band jazz swing time feel to it. And then you go to this like retro 8-bit, 16-bit feel. The track is very versatile and it's amazing. And I, I just, when I heard it last week, I was like, my God, that's got to be a pick for radar this month because it's so good. <laughs> I love nice. this. I absolutely love that. Those kitties got funk. They got some funk, dude. And my 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 God, I want to hear more of it because it is so well done. That was a meowgical pick. A meowgical pick, indeed. Oops. Oh, but uh, I think it's time for you to drop a little something on us now. All right. Uh, this is a heavy hitter. You're really going to like this one here. Um, this this track is described as Vangelis on steroids. This is from the game Freedom Fighters, and this is the Snow Battle.
and that was a snow battle from Freedom Fighters. Came out October first, two thousand three. Um, I had it on GameCube. Also came out on PS two, Xbox, Microsoft Windows. It's how do I explain it? It's, it's a first person, third person shooter where it's an alternate history. The, the Soviet Union inv- invaded and occupied New York City. Okay. And you are and you're fighting to save Liberty Island. Uh, so obviously the snow battle is a battle there to take Liberty Island. And uh, like I said before, it's very much like Vangelis, the guy who did Chariots of Fire. This is done by Jesper Kidd, though. Yeah, well, he's a great composer. Jesper Kidd, uh, we are going to do an episode on him uh, in the future. Yeah, he's coming up, coming up this year, actually. I'm fairly certain I picked something of his recently for Soul Calibur V. Um, but yeah, he has, he has State of Decay 2 coming out for uh, for that last year um that i haven't yeah. played yet yeah that was 2018 that i haven't played yet uh so it's still so it's in my mind still coming out because i am poor yeah man this was actually a pretty fun game i don't think it did too well though i don't know i i, I skipped over it i didn't play it so it was it, it was highly ranked uh and the music and the uh, the vocals you heard was actually the hungarian radio choir there uh it was highly ranked uh, a 9-3 on GameSpot. uh ign gave it about an 8.4 okay so a respectable game, definitely. Respectable, respectable game, but you never heard anything from it since. I don't think I've ever heard anybody who've actually played this game other than myself. I know I haven't, like I said. So, but the the track itself was really good, and it definitely makes me wonder what the rest of the soundtrack actually sounds like. It's just such a great battle, too. Um, I, I was trying to think like which battle was better, and I I was like, okay, let's just pick one that has the vocals to it because I really I really like the whole like building operatic thing while you're just gunning down Russians. What is it? with you wanting to gun down Russians. We just played Remember No Russian last week on the show. Well, that was Russians gunning down each other. But still, you're still gunning down Russians in, a, con- in a controversial manner. <laughs> I'm an American patriot. I'm sorry. We need to, and, and, we need to send you back to Italy. You know, that I'm a real American and I fight for the rights of every man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you taking your vitamins and saying your prayers and. Yes. Ripping your shirt in half. Well, ripping my shirt in half happens naturally just because, you know, it pushes so, it so out. Hydraulic. Well, that just, just pushes out in general. So. Can't oh, cont- you're, saying that I'm, you're saying that I'm fat? Can't I'm cont- not fat. Okay? Can't contain all uh, that. I'm in, I'm in perfect shape. Circle of shape. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of the episode. Aside for the emotional pick. My emotional oh, pick. God. Now, Sean, Sean had his emotional pick earlier with, with Chrono Cross and great piece of music, but it's time for my emotional pick as we lead up to this emotional episode we're going to be doing here in just a couple weeks next month. Can't wait for that. How how long is your track? I don't know, like 12 minutes. Okay, guys, you can skip ahead 12 minutes. No, just kidding. It's not that long. (laughs) (laughs) From a game that is interesting, and we'll say why. I'll tell you why when we get back, but uh, it's it's like a a visual novel type of a game, but it's great. Uh, The game is known as Katawa Shoujo, and the track is moment of decision.
And that was Moment of Decision from Katawa Shoujo, which released on January 4th, 2012 here in North America, released on PC. And that particular track was composed by Sebastian Scoff, who I, I'm familiar with that name and I don't know why. I feel like we've played something by him before, but I had to look into it and we have it. Now, he does have a, a and I might know it because he has like a, a tribute album out to music from Final Fantasy 15. I'm not 15, uh, Final Fantasy 10. And he also has a tribute album out to Shenmue, a piano collection. Great pianist. Nice. Yeah, he's a great pianist. So I think that might be why I'm familiar with the name. But he actually composed this soundtrack, or at least a good chunk of it. And the reason why I said Katawa Shoujo is an interesting game. Now, it is a visual novel, but it tells the story of a young man and five young women living with varying disabilities. So as you get later and, and the, the name of the game in Japanese directly translates to cripple girls. So wow. as, as you get into this game and you're figuring out these disabilities and, and how this visual novel actually progresses, it's very emotional and it's, it's very, it, it tugs on the heartstrings in a way that, you know, just, I wasn't expecting it to base because visual novels generally, they, they just, they're more, you know, they're cutesy and fun and, like they they tell the same stories just with different characters for the most part, but this one just took it a different route that I wasn't expecting when I jumped into it, and I was surprised. I guess is the best way to say it. Wikipedia, I guess, describes it best. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it, but it says the player takes the role of Hal Nakai, an ordinary boy whose life changes dramatically after a heart attack caused by his long dormant cardiac arrhythmia. I think is how you would say that. I don't know, Sean. You might know better than me. Yeah, cardiac arrhythmia. And it says after a lengthy hospitalization, he is forced to transfer to a school specialized in providing education and health care for students with disabilities. Over the course of the narrative, Hassal has the opportunity to come to grips with his condition and adjust to his new life. The characters are are what really made this game special because they all have these different disabilities that you have to come to terms with and that you get to know about. Like one of the girls has prosthetic legs and one of the girls is... You know, the right side of her body is heavily scarred from an incident that, you know, I don't want to spoil the game in case you want to play it after hearing about it, but that basically left her traumatized. And you have a girl that is blind and you have a girl that is her arms are deformed due to a birth defect and another girl that is just deaf and mute. And there's so many different things about the characters and they make you I guess they just make you appreciative of, of everything of like what you have. And, and if, you know, just, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how else to say it, but the game is, is good at tugging on those emotional strings that I like from a game. I like that kind of stuff. So I don't know. He looked, I was looking through, he has a pretty interesting uh, discography. He's done the piano collections for, oh, there's own piano collections, Pokemon Red, Majora's Mask, Shenmue. Yeah. He's got a lot of tribute albums out there. And like I said, he's a great, he's a great pianist. And I actually think that, uh, you know, just he does a good job with it. So more he, he goes under like Sebastian Scoff is his name. But like if you look at the credits, like and the actual game for Wikipedia, he goes by the name Nickel Armurphy. Armurphy uh-huh. is is the is how he's credited. As but, do I. Yeah. I thought you were more like <laughs> Zinka, Zinka Frank, something. I don't know. He, he's also blue. One, two, three. No, blue. One, two, three is someone different. No, it's all the same person. It's all, it's all the same person. Blue one two three is Andy Andy. <laughs> like literally, first name Andy with a Y, last name Andy with an I. I don't know if that's actually the name or not, but I'd go by Blue one two three if my parents gave me a crap name like that. If I was Frank Frank. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, now it's time to kick it over to our Jessica pick for the episode, and we'll let her intro it. That's part of the episode. Yeah, I know you always appreciate these moments. Uh, We'll let her intro her track, and if she doesn't say the name of the game and the name of the track, then we will when we get back. So take it away. Hey, Jessica here. My pick this time, I decided to pick a song from Persona 5. I just actually beat it, and I know that sounds horrible, but I work, and I finally got around to it. Um, I... This isn't the version I originally wanted Brian to do, but it's fine. Um, the song's actually for him, so I, it was it was his birthday on the twenty fourth. So, and I felt when I was playing Persona Five, um, this is actually one of the last places you go to. I thought that thought that this one was very different from the whole Persona soundtrack, from like the feet, the sound of it, and the I don't know. I just I liked it, so um, it's not. The original palace song i guess it's another version of it so anyways hope you guys enjoy was impromptu for the next prime minister from persona 5 which is one of my favorite games of all time released here in north america and basically worldwide except for japan april 4th 2017 japan got it the year prior in 2016 and this was composed by a wonderful gentleman by the name of shoji magero who does all the music for persona and in a lot of mostly atlas games in general but still uh, love his work love hearing everything that he does uh, it really is one of, an, I, I believe, an underrated composer that doesn't get enough credit in the industry because he's fantastic. And maybe we'll be playing this game here uh, later in 2019 on the Nintendo Switch as a as a re-release because the whole rumor <laughs> with, I think they will, but uh, I think they're going to put this out on the Switch with some added content because we're getting Joker and Smash. And Sean, if we get this game on the Switch in 2019, I implore you to pick up Persona 5 because I think you would absolutely love it if you're a fan of these JRPG type games. It's literally one of the best games I've ever played in my life. It's It's fantastic. But, All right. uh, but uh, yeah, so we kind of went back to back there on piano picks, and that was really well done as well. Frank, you said you actually enjoyed that more than the other one. I I, I think the composition was better. Uh, another that's a knock the other song. I just like this one better. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, it is Shoji Megaro, who is a renowned composer in his own right. So I mean, I could see why someone would like this better, and I like both of them equally. I think they're fantastic, but. Jessica just recently finished Persona 5, which is why she picked from this. Like she, It took her this long to get through it. I mean, you know, a year and a half worth of playing the game, and she finally finished it. She actually finished it the week after Justin did. Like, Justin took just as long to finish it. Uh, I myself finished it in a week and a half with 116 hours played. <laughs> I finished it the week after it came out and literally put 116 hours into it in, that, in those nine days that it took me to finish it, which is crazy. Dang. Yeah, but it's a great game. Uh, fantastic pick. And... Yeah, man, there's just so many different things we could pick from Persona 5 that 
we're, we're, we're definitely not done tapping the well for Persona music, especially from Persona 5, because there literally is just so many good things out there. And it just is a testament to Shoji Meguro and how, how great he is as a composer. But I think Persona 5's music just in general is just there's a reason why so many people still talk about it and people enjoy it and do remixes of it and covers. because It's so well done. I agree. Absolutely agree with that, actually. Yeah. So, so thanks for another fantastic pick, Jessica. I always appreciate having you on the show on for Radio Hours. But unfortunately, Jessica, I have to one up you. Uh, it's you tough to do. All. It's, it's my last pick. It's, it's my last do. pick of the episode. It's tough to do. And I saved my heaviest hitter for last. Okay. This is from a game that is absolutely 10,000 times better than the movie. Because the movie sets such a low bar. From The Mummy, Demastered, this is Hematic Furiant. That was Hematic Furiant from The Mummy Demastered. Came out October 24th, 2017. Um, this is one of those rarities. Uh, composed by Gavin Allen, where uh, it's a movie video game tie-in, loosely based on the movie. Um, this is a good game. This is a really good game. It's a really, really bad movie. They tried to reboot uh, The Mummy and create this whole uh, universal dark universe, and it failed horribly. This game is a Metroidvania, which I'm guaranteeing you got by hearing that song that you can definitely feel the Castlevania. Absolutely. It's 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 a game that I definitely I remember, man, when we did Game Oracles, which was a video game trailer show on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Games. Remember, subscribe to us if you don't currently. 
But uh, we used to do the show called Game Oracles where we would watch like the latest and greatest trailers each and every week. And I remember when we first saw this, how amazing this looked and how impressed you were by it. And we just never got around to picking it up. I, I just did because it just went on sale on the Switch. So I paid 10 bucks for the game. Uh, so it worked for me. Right. And it's to- definitely nice. worth $10 because, I mean, from what I understand, the game actually is pretty good. It's pretty fun. I, I'm literally like minutes into the game. Like I'm not even a full hour in. But uh, the way I play them, that still means like first area. Uh, you yeah, this, play I, games like a normal I, human being. I played so many games this week that it's kind of hard. They're old. They're old games, but uh, I crossed some things off of my bucket list. Listen to our episode of Max Level. Yeah. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll definitely hear. Uh, I, I I did some stuff. Right, but I but I do think that was a pretty impressive pick because just. It, it had that retro feel to it, and it, it just, it was, I mean, obviously, because the game is designed in, like, a 16-bit graphical style, I do believe. Yes. But it's so good, man. And I even mentioned it, like, because you already hit on it that it's a Metroidvania. I was like, man, this is so Castlevania. Like, just, it's so Castlevania. It is. The game itself feels very Castlevania, uh, which you can never go wrong by me with. If you make a game like that, I'll play them until I die. Who was this composed by, did you say? G- Gavin Allen? That's right. Uh, not too many uh, things to his credit. I was going to say, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that he's actually really has anything like that jumps out to me, at least in just memory, like anything like Metroidvania wise. So I, I, I pulled him up. He had four game credits. This is the only game I've, I've actually heard of. OK, well, great pick, though. Great way to end it out. Um, I'm going to go ahead and close out the show this week with a pick from a game franchise that is near and dear to my heart. And the reason is because, you know, I, I fell in love with Shenmue and Shenmue 2 with, you know, just how amazing those games were and then we didn't get anything else after it but we started getting these games called Yakuza we had Yakuza Yakuza 2 3 4 and 5 and then we ended up getting these remakes and with Yakuza well Zero was a prequel to the entire franchise and then we got Yakuza Kiwami Kiwami 2 but now Kiwami 3 is coming out in Japan I actually think it actually might already, might already be out but I'm sure we'll get it here in North America sometime this year but last year we got Yakuza Kiwami 2 and it's a game that I haven't really been able to dive into much because I just for whatever reason I just keep forgetting to go to it and it sucks because you know, there's just so many games that I need to get through right now that it's just it's, yeah. hard for me, it's hard for me to get back and, and actually get through and get finished some of these games. But I I love this franchise and I wanted to at least play something from this game, which may be one of the better Yakuza games ever released with with Yakuza 2. And now it's with its uh, remaster or remake or whatever you want to call it with Yakuza Kiwami 2. So we're going to close up the episode with a track called Break Off which is a nice rockin' pick. And I actually think for the first time ever, this might be our only rock track on the episode. Frank, I don't think you picked a single rock pick this week because you picked more like the epic feels and the retro feels and stuff. And I had some piano picks and I mean, yeah, we had Cindy earlier in the episode, but that's not like a rocking pick. That was more like sultry and slow melodic rock. But this might be the first one that we actually have on the show. That's it. Next radio hour is all metal. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to make up with that. No, no, we can't do that. Uh, But I think this is a good way to close out the episode. So stick around, listen to the entire track. It's a great piece of music from Yakuza Kiwami 2, which released here in North America, August 28th, 2018. And this particular track was composed by Sachio Ogawa, who works on some of the Yakuza games, but he also does... The, he did some stuff for Shenmue 2. If you remember, he actually helped out with the Joy track that we played um, a couple episodes back, okay. which was that one that sounded like uh, like an 80s, because it was done by an 80s hairband, if you remember, but it was like one from 
over in Japan, but he also helped out with like Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic 3 as part of the sound team over at Sega. Just an actual Sega composer, like a Sega guy. So done a lot of work with that stuff and, and did some work with the OutRun franchise. So just a pretty cool track that you're going to listen to. And I hope you enjoy it because I certainly do. And the guitar track, the, the guitar is amazing in it. So, um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for the episode. We're done with Radio R Volume 19, which Frank did mention last month, Volume 19 in 2019. The only time that uh, we'll be able to do that, because we talked about last month how Radio R Volume 18 was in 2018 to close out the show or close out the year. And you said like, oh, Royal Volume 19 will be in 2019. But that's the last time we'll be able to do it because Volume 20 is next month and next month is in 2020. So one of the oddities, but not like the oddities from WWE. The Blue Meanie? No, no, no. Kurgan. Uh, Kurgan and Golga and ICP, dude. The oddities from, from the Shazam, Bam, Shakalaka Locust, Shaggy the Clownback, like Scoliosis. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Back in the old uh, attitude era, indeed. But I think, that's, as I said, it's going to do it for the episode. Must either of you have anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here today? Uh, just glad that we had uh, Sean T on the episode. Let's make this a everyday, uh, everyday kind of thing. And every day, and every day, every, every single day. Yeah, <laughs> we're just, just gonna meet up and do a, a bonus episode of Radio Hour just for us every single day. It works. It works. And you know what? If but I most of these aren't even gonna get released. They're just gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bonus episodes, though, go back and listen to the episode I put up last Sunday for uh, Shenmue and Shenmue Two. Go check that out. I put up those are good. Yeah, I put up the bonus episode for uh, for January. So go check that out. It was. Uh, Fun little, uh, you know, it's just me talking about the music because Shenmue is one of my favorite franchises, but had to put up a bonus episode for this month, so I chose to do Shenmue and Shenmue 2. So go check that out. It posted on Sunday. If I could quote one of the best movies I've ever seen, Babe the Pig. Oh, Jesus. Okay. That'll do, Pig. That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> uh, but again, like, like like Frank did mention, Sean, I, I obviously appreciate having you on the show. And anytime you want to be on here, uh, because you are becoming a regular on the Max Level Podcast and we do record BG Mania right after. Anytime you're free and you want to be on the show, you're more than welcome to be on here. So it's good having you. You can yeah. always have Ryan's pick. You can always have one of Frank's picks for sure. I'll take it. That's fine. I'll take both of them. There you go. There you go. We'll start giving you two. We'll start yes. giving you two. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Media made possible by leveldowngames.com. Remember to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. <laughs> We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash leveldowngames. Subscribe to us there. And while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do that if you want to do so. Just check that description box for the appropriate links. Next week, a big game released the previous week. So last week, a big game released by the name of Kingdom Hearts 3. So on the episode next week, we're going to be taking a look at and exploring the music found within Kingdom Hearts 3. We're going to come prepared with 16 tracks, and we're going to take a deep dive into the soundtrack and really see how Yoko Shimomura just continued to expand upon the perfection that she's already done with the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Well, gosh. <laughs> it's going to be a fun episode with a, a lot of great music involved. So look forward to that. We'll be taking a look at Kingdom Hearts 3 next week on the episode. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have Break Off from Yakuza Kiwami 2 composed by Sachio Ogawa. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. <laughs>